Are you a healthcare entrepreneur looking to stand out in a competitive field? In this episode, I sat down with Lana Dusso, a successful physician associate and a practice owner, as she shares her journey and strategies for building a thriving business in the competitive field of aesthetics. Welcome to Provider's Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs break down barriers and control their business, life, and future with actionable steps. With me, your host, Sabrina Rombach, a recovery clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Hi, this is your host, Sabrina Rombach. Nice to have you guys joining us today. And uh, I have Lana Dorso here with us. She is a physician assistant. And before that, she's been athletics for many, many years since 2009. And then she uh, wanted to have more of the autonomy going to more medical side of athletics. So she got into PA school and uh, since 2017. And by working in various med spas, uh, different regenerative uh, clinics, she really found her own passion to branch out, be brave, and start her own clinic. And Lana is in Jacksonville, Florida, a sunny side of the state. And now she's running her own clinic and so excited for you. Thanks for being here, Lana. Thank you for having me. And hi, everybody. Uh, I'm so, so happy to be here. Perfect, perfect. And I know that I can never give people enough of an introduction. So I wanted to learn Mm -hmm. a bit from your words. Uh, What got you into aesthetics and medicine in general? What was the passion that brought you to those places? Um, So like you, Sabrina, already mentioned um, that I uh, was an aesthetician for several years before going into um, PA school. So I worked as an esthetician in Chicago and Philadelphia in medical spas and um, kind of performing limited number of treatments, as you know, uh, within the scope of practice of being an esthetician. And then I kind of realized that I want to do a little bit more as far as aesthetic, a little bit more procedures, maybe a little bit more invasive procedures. And I met actually the first PA. I have never known before that, that PA profession exists. So, and in 2009, I believe I, I met the PA in one of those med spas and she was an injector. It happened in Chicago. And I um, asked her like, what, what are you doing? You're not a doctor, you're not a nurse. And she kind of briefly explained. And I was like, oh, I think I may choose this route. It seems like it really works with what I want to do. Long story short, I went to PA school in Drexel. I graduated in 2016 and started in December. So I took my pants, passed it, and I started working immediately again in aesthetics, uh, doing different modalities, lasers, facial rejuvenations, all kinds of stuff. And then I kind of realized I love injectables, which is uh, neurotoxins and fillers, And I sort of narrowed myself down to that field. And then I worked more in medical spas after that. And I decided just to go on my own. I thought that's time and I'm ready and I want to do it. And I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I'm doing, what I do, uh, this line of work. And I decided to start my own practice. Yeah. Why I decided to start my own practice and create my own clinic is 
because I wanted to have this work-life balance. That's the main premises. It was not the like money or anything else that was kind of leading me that way. It's more uh, to create that environment for myself that I absolutely love what I do. And I also have time to uh, live my life. Exactly. I think you talk about a lot. So we're going to unpack it a little bit okay. from there. So, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, no, don't be sorry. I think that's great, right? Like that's the how we show passion is, you mm-hmm. know, this is a, a topic that you can talk endless. So one thing I want to bring up is we both went to Drexel and you are two years Yay, after Drexel. me. <laughs> and then that's all before the Hahnemann shut down. And uh-huh. I, I think it was a great city to be a great yes. place with so many different other universities, right? You, you're mm-hmm. having the part of the city life, a lot of students, a lot of culture, and it helps us to redefine who we are. But for you, it's actually reinformed what you already being on a good path, right? Like you just confirmed this is definitely something that you want to be in because medicine has so many different subspecialties, different ways that we support our community and then how we identify, how we attract towards certain patients, toward a certain clientele even Mm -hmm. by their socioeconomic or by what they are driven for what they see as the best definition of health. And that's the beauty of being in medicine in the first place. And for you, you're able to say, hey, not just aesthetics, not as this whole dermatology industry in general, I niche down. I actually find the tiniest area that I found most passionate in and that I rather do that more than anything else. And I think that's very plausible for people out there just like yourself to be able to own it, right? Own that part of the sky, part of that authority, part of that skill set to say, I'd rather just do this because I feel the most joyful, confident in that area, right? And, And then the next step is, well, if I want this, but at the same time, I want to live the life because we didn't go to work just to work, right? We were, we were exactly to actually enjoy with a family. So we have some kind of financial stability and part of identity is being a provider. So I really love that part of you. So definitely work-life balance has been tough for many people. And that's why we don't work by ourselves, right? And I Mm -hmm. know you said you have many uh, staff members. So what, how, how does that work? How did you decide how many people you need uh, for your clinic? And then when you start opening the practice and as you're at this good spot right now? Yes, it's just, just kind of a little bit uh, going back to, to what you've just said about this little area within the area. Like you said, injectables it is a cosmetic aesthetic medicine. It's a part of that realm, but also it's very small kind of narrow slice of the aesthetic medicine, right? Because I specifically do not do lasers. I don't do body treatments as far as another, like as another modality. I've done it before in the past working in other places. And that's actually a beauty of it that I've, uh, because I've been doing all those things, I realized, okay, I like this, eh, this not so much. I absolutely love this. And that's what I want to be kind of concentrated on. And another thing, if you love doing something, you no matter what, you're getting better and better at it because that's where your um, energy and the focus and that's where you spend your time. That's where you spend your like 
random free time searching something on the internet, but you kind of being always guided to, oh, wait, let me see this procedure. Let me see video threads or what's up there. And it just kind of happens absolutely naturally and organically. So you don't have to push yourself like, oh, I need to study this or that. It's, it happens just like that. As far as my practice, my practice is very small. It's basically me, practice manager, and uh, my front, front desk. Because my clinic is by appointment only, so I don't have like walk-ins or anything like that. I'm not in the retail space. I am in a medical uh, office park here um, at Jacksonville Beach, actually. People contact me to make an appointment, right? So I know my schedule. Most of those patients, I already know because I've already treated them. Some of them bring in their friends, their family. Um, I get a lot of patients from my Instagram. I have pretty good Instagram presence. I do my own social media, which is very important in this type of medicine. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to to be present on Instagram to show your work because what I do, I do in part medicine and in part art. I'd say it's like a artful medicine or medical art. I don't know, whatever you want to call, but that's a mix of two. And it's, I don't even know it's a 50-50 or a little bit of, you know, um, more than half, like more art, more uh, less than half medicine, whatever, whatever you want, but about 50-50, I think. So it is very important to show the visuals is what it is, how it can be, because there is some, um, I've noticed there is some kind of negative connotations uh, in the society about, say, lip filler, right? Everybody, not everybody, but some people, oh, I've seen this uh, this and that uh, celebrity or this and that person with this ridiculous dark lip or, so, oh, I don't want that. So that's like a big misconception I am trying to dispel myself by doing what I'm doing because it doesn't have to be that way. It can be natural, it can be subtle, it can be a really small change that is very meaningful to you as a patient. It may not be super obvious to everybody else because what matters is how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your image. It's not about like, I mean, it is important how society perceives you, but most importantly for a person, for this woman who comes to me is to feel better about her image and about herself. And that's what I'm helping to do, helping her with. Exactly. Your bigger mission is um, patients and really all of us needed to find how do we define ourselves to be the natural way of feel good, look good, and also do good, right? Like no yes. matter where we are, especially in medicine, both from a provider standpoint, um, we have to feel all that at the same mm-hmm. time so we can be the example, the leader, not only for our patients, but really for our team, because people look up to us as we're the person who's running the show, really, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, we know when studies come out, when the practitioners are not in their best physical, mental, and um, emotional health, health, Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. are transferring those uh, energy into other people. People are intelligent and they can sense that despite how well we're holding things down, it will show up some way or other in life, in our business. And that's why it it can be challenged to really get down to root of the nitty gritty, both getting to know what other people want. And I think that's one of the big 
big conversation I talked to with a lot of my clients as well. When you're running a practice, everything is on you. So how you're able to delegate, how you're leveraging what you do the best and what you connect the most with people, that's shown. And that just bring out the best of us or the worst of us. So why not shift it into the area that you know you are more aligned to who you are? Mm-hmm. And then that naturally come out in how we communicate, how we serve, and that's how we create a effective impact instead of uh, all of us are just being busy, right? We can be right. doing 10,000 things that keep ourselves busy, but that doesn't mean we're actually working on the right thing with the right resource and the right time. So besides, it seems like aesthetics, uh, yes, across the board has been getting to know what your client mm-hmm. want. And when you're running a small practice and you uh, and you found the good help of the practice manager, mm-hmm. the front desk, and perhaps a billing person, right? To be make sure uh, the collection part is there. And even mm-hmm. you're just doing cash pay and then someone has to be able to keep the book straight, yeah, yeah. right? Well, um, I actually partially do it. Lana and I talked about her decision to start her own medical practice and the importance of work-life balance. She explains that she started her practice to create an environment that allowed her to enjoy her work while having time for her personal life. We also discussed the importance of specializing in a specific area of medicine that one is passionate about and good at. She has a practice that's small, and by appointment only. She has a good Instagram presence as her way to really exemplify and show off the way that her art can actually attract more patients. And she appreciates the artistic nature of her work. If you are a healthcare entrepreneur or startup founder looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to me at my website or LinkedIn. Let's connect and discuss how we can take your business to the next level. It's actually pretty simple because I am cash business. I don't have uh, any um, relationship with any insurances because it's all elective procedures. It's all cosmetic. So there is no insurance whatsoever, which makes it easier. And I'm generally working with healthy people, more or less happy people <laughs> or about to be happy due to the procedures or whatever else I do for this, for my lovely patients who I absolutely love. But yeah, that's that part is kind of pretty easy. So I don't have to have a billing department or anything or somebody, you know, help me with that. And like you mentioned before, that our role as, as a provider, no matter what area of medicine we're working in, um, is to bring the best in you to uplift others instead of being overworked, burned out and down and actually potentially bring everybody else's down around you. So, and that's what, like, once uh, I decided to start my own practice, I thought that would be really helpful for me to be happy, to be uplifted, to help others in this emotional way, not only in the cosmetic or aesthetic way, which obviously, of course, I'm definitely doing that too, but also to be more approachable, more available for people if they need some emotional support or help with anything. 
Exactly. And then I know us, us who are running practices, uh, it's not only we're giving impact, it's the more impact we give, the more patient we see, then we can see more the happy faces coming back to us. So for you, I know that's also one of your goal to be able to see more patients. So what are some of the challenges that you've been facing and versus what are the some things that you've seen work well for you? So I'm not in a race uh, to grow exponentially within like a certain period of time. I'm actually growing. I am growing, but it's rather organically. So I do have, a, like I mentioned, pretty good follower uh, following and that following brings me more followers because they people talk to each other, people discuss, people mention my name, people mention my um, Instagram. So it's all kind of coming together naturally. I haven't done any Google ads yet. I've never done any kind of campaigns for advertisements yet. Uh, will I do it? I consider. Not sure on that yet. I'm pretty careful about that. I don't want to be in everybody's faces. I don't want to be, you know, overwhelming with, you know, with my presence. I'd rather be more like a bespoke, uh, more uh, to people try to find me rather than me trying to hunt people down. That's kind of not what I want to do because I do have a pretty good life work balance right now. I work about three full days a week and that's really good. It's, it's, Honestly, enough for me. Will I grow a little bit more beyond it? Possibly. I'm also working right now on uh, my training program. I am uh, as advanced injector. I started writing my own manual, my lessons learned as far as the injectable. So I'm trying to create possibly a training program myself and maybe go and train people, other injectors, pass those lessons that I've learned those techniques and how I do things. So that's another, besides the just being an injector and injecting and performing the treatments, that's like another side that I'm working on is to become a trainer. Right. So your focus, yes, you want more clients, but on this uh, pace that you want to be, uh, as we all know, when we think about all these different possibilities, we still have to give ourselves that concrete number. So to Mm -hmm. become more realistic, because that concrete number, for example, how many patients are you seeing now? So per day, about, I would say, 7 to 11 Okay, so that's yeah. a good number, right? Yeah, it's a good because number. You, mm-hmm. you have you have time in between mm-hmm. able to set up and then not feel rushed to go to the next. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so seven to eleven. So if that's the goal, and then you're consistently, let's say, uh, the next goal, you're just consistently hitting eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of having a range that's consistent, and then you have your extra two days to say, what's the time I need to commit to either learn from other people or create a menu myself mm-hmm. and understand how to create those programs, right? So then right. you become like, okay, by end of the year, I'm hoping to have the one new that I can train the the way that I can do it so I can spread the happiness of how I can create this to someone else right and because and I've actually I've actually already trained other injectors it was just more not like an official structured way now I'm trying to create my actual you know program not just by talking and showing but more like a written everything more a little bit more structured and organized than it was before. I've already had experience of training, just tried to organize it a little bit better. Correct. And then the more organized you are, the 
more you can see how much is the set of time, the set of ways you have to commit yourself with how many people that you can handle, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it just makes things, everything a lot more like on target to say, even I don't have to, even I just train two people, I'd be happy because this is the set that time I'm willing to give. Right. So that's like the best thing for all of us is understand that there are so many different ideas out there. Once we have that idea, let's make sure it become a reality that again work into our own balanced way of what, what we can give and what we can take uh, and just make us uh, more joyful because at the end of the day we know we can all be more profitable yeah mm-hmm. impactful at the same time without draining and um, because every time we shift something we're shifting our energy we're shifting our focus right um, so it's great to be in that place to say I'm not rushing it it just uh it's another way that I found that I work, work really well and therefore I can reallocate how I think how much time to make another organizational plan that um, can create another impact that's aligned with what I'm already doing so I think that's awesome so for for everyone of course, if some of the challenges just got it done. And some other people is like, I wanted to optimize it in other ways. So my existing team is happier. My clients even see more possibility, right? So mm-hmm. in what way are you uplift, uh, up-leveling more? Like w- which area do you want to up-level? Well, like I said, I want to do, I want to move into sort of directions to be an injector and a trainer. So another thing is may potentially sometimes that's like a more long, long-term plan, possibly franchise. My, my name of my practice is Studio Lana. So uh, th- there is a possibility maybe to replicate if what I'm doing is successful, which as far as of now it is, but possibly to kind of replicate that model and help others to achieve their goals if they want to be what I'm doing now, if they want to pursue the same type, the same line of work and a career. Lana explains she offers a cash-based business, so she doesn't have to any relationship with insurance companies, which dealing with them can be a hassle in creating a good revenue cycle management. She is working with healthy and happy patients who are seeking to uplift emotionally and aesthetically. She is growing a business organically without any advertisement campaign or Google ads. She works about three full days a week and sees about seven to 11 patients a day. We all know on average for a regular medical practice, people are seeing 20 to 40 patients a day. Of course, there's a huge discrepancy in how much time we're actually able to spend with each patient when we have a large volume versus the personalized way that we can take care of our patient when you are only seeing about 7 to 11 patients a day. Lana is also working on her training program to become a trainer for other injectors. She has already had some successful injectors trained under her program but now is creating a structure and organized program to share her techniques. 
Thank you for listening to Providers Edge. If you are a healthcare entrepreneur or startup founder looking to revolutionize the healthcare industry, don't miss out an episode. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest insight and actionable tips from our expert speakers. Together, let's rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social mission in the healthcare industry. There is a possibility for that. A little bit more remote because it takes probably more work. It will take. But, you know, everything is achievable as long as you put your, you know, your mind and time in it. Right. I think you're on the right track. And many people did start just where you are. You create a one success model and then you can duplicate that. And mm-hmm. then you know exactly how many people, how much resource, how much energy go into each one. And then you become someone who step away from the clinician part, but actually the executive part. And at the end of the day, this is why we have this show is to interview uh, practice owners who have made a level of success. And uh, one measurement we told that is the quarter million um, mark. Mm-hmm. And then it's about how do we expand? Whether it's in the growth phase of multiplying or scale phase means uh, we keep the same resources, we're able to make more profit or more impact in different way. So it's uh, it's seeing that future vision that makes us all warm, fuzzy, harder again, mm-hmm. and to be able to be the best provider we can be at the same time engage with our patients. And then also at the end of the day, it's also about our family, right? Like right. so uh to to be able to live the life that we want to and the biggest goal has been for me is that everyone can be able to step away for four weeks at a time and then your practice should still run on its own. And whatever that looks for you, that uh, is how we define success. So I'm glad that you're able to share your work with us and uh, share the joy of the, your vision and mm-hmm. for teaching for expansion, from franchising in the future. How can people get in touch with you? Well, I do have Instagram. I do have email. I do have like any, any way. I have a website. It's just a landing page. Um, that's another thing I'm going to need to work on. It doesn't seem to me that having an elaborate, fancy website helps in any ways tremendously or hurts. I feel like it's just kind of right now for me on pause, but any of those ways, even the cell phone number, you have my cell phone number, right? Uh, I think so. So because I got a, I got a text for, to confirm the meeting. So any of those ways, please connect with me, email, Insta, phone number, any of those are just fine. Okay, awesome. I know you're focusing on growing more of your Instagram. So definitely, uh, I would suggest the primary way people get in contact with Lana on her mm-hmm. Instagram. And so you can see all the amazing work she's doing. And if you wanted to learn from her, and I'm sure she's going to be uh, so willing and excited to talk to you about her journey and how you can do the same. I'm excited for everyone to be here to listen to our story. And I hope that you feel uh, 
joyful and hopeful uh, for you if you're someone who are in the aesthetic world or someone who has already started your own practice. Um, because we are here to encourage each other, to learn from each other, and then grow together. And uh, when we are not practicing in solo, then we can accelerate together. So appreciate you guys. We don't ask you to pay us anything, but to pay it forward. Please share mm-hmm. with uh, this episode with other colleagues of yours who might also enjoy the messages that we're sharing. And until next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As I had a conversation with Lana Duso, a established and successful physician associate who started her practice. As she shared her journey prior to going to PA school, her involvement in cosmetics and become even more wanting to learn about the field and sharing her knowledge with other people. We have six major points that we discussed You're likely stay tuned because you are someone who have started your practice and wanted to make sure this is a sustainable, flourishing practice for yourself. Number one, we talked about the importance of continued education. Lana emphasized the importance of staying up to date with the latest techniques and technologies in the field. It helped her to provide the best possible care to her patients and stay competitive in the field. Number two, the value of building relationships. Lana stresses the importance of building relationship with her patients and creating a welcoming environment in her practice with her staff. This helps her to build trust with her patients to create a, a loyal customer base. Number three, the role of social media in marketing. Lana discusses why she uses social media, especially Instagram, and building her personal brand by creating engaging content that people wanted to see. She has been able to attract new patients and building a following. Number four, the benefit of specialization. Anna has specialized in a few key areas of aesthetic field, which has helped her to stand out from competitors and establish herself as an expert in those fields. This also allowed her to charge premium price for her services and attract high-end clientele. Number five, the importance of delegation. Lana discusses the importance of delegating tasks to her teams and outsourcing certain aspects of her business to virtual assistants. By doing this, she's able to focus on providing the best possible care to her patient and growing her business without being drowned. Number six, the potential for growth and expansion. Lana discussed the potential for growth and expansion in her practice by including the possibility of franchising in the future and becoming a certified trainer for others who wanted to build their own practice. She believes she can help other people to achieve similar success in the field of aesthetics. 
Thank you for tuning in to Providers Edge today. We hope you enjoy our latest episode and found the insights and tips helpful. We love to hear your feedback on the show and learn what topics you'd like us to cover in the future episodes. So please take a moment, leave us a review on your favorite platform where you listen to podcasts, or let me know on LinkedIn by writing us a recommendation. Your feedback is essential to help us improve the show and provide you with the content you need to take your healthcare business to the next level. Thank you for your support, and then we look forward to hearing from you soon.